Almost Daily Devotional, we are called to be free. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Almost Daily Devotional. Cliff Ravenscraft here, and we're going to take a look into the book of Galatians, or the letter from the Apostle Paul to the Christians that happened to live in the Galatian church, and uh, I'm going to be basically just sharing some thoughts right off the top of my head today, and I want to just explain to you where today's verse comes from as far as how I came about deciding whether or not it would be shared in an Almost Daily Devotional, as well as for the next two episodes of the Almost Daily Devotional. And in essence, what it was is I was in church this week, and I have my iPhone application called Acro Bible, and I use the NIV version of it, and I was thumbing through different scriptures, or different books of the Bible, just looking for things that I could bring up as topics that just sound like, you know, there's something that I can see recently, recently in my life, or at least something that I've learned in my life that I could apply some kind of story or or at least share some thoughts about you know where my heart is as it pertains to these scriptures. And that's really what the Almost Daily Devotional was originally designed to do. And so I'm going to start off today by sharing with you from Galatians chapter 5. I'm going to read two different sections. One is verses 13 through 18, and the next section is from 22 through 26. But let me first start off by reading to you verses starting with verse 13 it says you my brothers were called to be free but do not use your freedom to indulge in the sinful nature rather serve one another in love the entire law is summed up in a single command love your neighbor as yourself if you keep on biting and devouring each other watch out or you will be destroyed by each other so I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the sinful, de- the, gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not, so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. And then 22 says this, it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self and self-control against such things. There is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. So that's our scripture reference for the day. Now, where, what do I have as far as in, off the top of my head? What are my thoughts related to this? The first one is that just screams out to me. You, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the sinful nature. You know, one of the things as an evangelical Christian that I know is is that I believe that God loves me no matter what, and that there is nothing I can do 
you know, that will separate me from the love that is in Christ Jesus. You know, that, that nothing I can do, nothing I can say is going to separate me or to make God not love me. Okay. Or to make, yeah, to make God not love me. I don't believe there's anything I can do to be separated from God's grace. Now, I am, I will say that that is the hardest core uh, version of what I think some evangelical Christians believe. Now, I believe that you can, while, while God's love may not ever be taken away from me, I believe that there are things that I can do that, that can push some distance in between my relationship with God. Sure, God's still there, but I push him away. And, and, and we're not here to talk about that. But what I'm here to talk about is the notion or the idea that as a Christian, we live our, I sometimes find myself living my life in such a way that I feel as though, you know, God, I know you're here. I, I understand your presence. You're always here. Your spirit is within me. But there's this sinful thing that I, that I desire to do, whatever that sin may be. But I know that if I do it, all I have to do is say, God, please forgive me. And, you know, and, and, and I believe there's some truth to that. I believe there's some truth to that. And, and I know that some of my Christian friends over the years that we've had these kind of conversations, they're like, well, we don't want to really teach that because while there may be some truth to it, some people may abuse it. And it's like, okay. So because somebody might possibly abuse something, we don't teach that God's love for us is unconditional and that his grace is sufficient for, uh, all our sins. You know, I mean, either we believe that his grace is sufficient to cover all of our sins or we believe that, well, you know, every time that we sin, we have to, you know, we're separated from God in our relationship and therefore we must be reconciled. And, and you know, that leads me back to something that I believed back in the old days when I was in Catholic school attending religion classes. I remember one day um, just sitting out in the playground uh, during elementary school, I was probably in a fourth or fifth grade. And I remember thinking to myself, if I were to die without asking for forgiveness of all my sins, would I go to heaven? And and that being a concern for me. And so, it, you know, this has been something that's gone back and forth, back and forth in my mind. But I really do believe, and, and I'm not asking you to agree with me, but I'm just saying, I really do believe that God has called us to be free. That, you know, when when he died on the cross, his death on the cross paid for all of my past sins, but not just those sins, but it also covers me for the sins that I may commit in the future. And the real concern for a lot of Christians out there is that if we teach this and say this, then perhaps that's going to be a real issue because people could just go around doing all kinds of things and and just saying, you know what, well, God's going to forgive me. Well, I believe that if you really have an honest relationship with God and, and that your relationship is genuine and, and that, you know, it's based upon the, the, the spirit, then basically you won't, you'll desire not to let God down. You'll desire not to get to, to do things that are against his will. Now it's not saying that you won't do things, but it's i'm just saying that it's it's not a desire to go against his will and in fact you have a strong desire not to go against his will sometimes we can put ourselves i can find myself in in situations where i am knee deep in in temptation and i know this is an area where i shouldn't be 
And you know what? I, I know better than to do this, but I do it anyway. And the temptation becomes so strong that it's not that I can't overcome it, but I choose not to. And it's like, oh, but, you know, I'm free in Christ. So, you know, it, it I, you know, I'm still okay. We're still cool, right, God? You know, and, and, and I'm so sorry. And it's like, well, the question is, am I so sorry? Because if I was so sorry, would I have done it? And And you go back and forth. But again, forgiveness is not the issue here. Uh, and and reconciliation is not the issue that I'm talking about today. The question is freedom. Are we free? And, and and I'm just sharing with you that from what I understand up to this point in my Christian walk is I believe that I am certainly free indeed. But this is what this is what Paul wrote to the the church in Galatia. He says, "Listen, we were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the sinful nature." All right, that is what God has laid on my heart. He's like, listen, so so Cliff, sure, you you have the ability to make a decision, and if you choose to do something that is outside of what I want you to do, what I desire for your life, what I believe is best for you, and what you know you would, what I I I want for you and in your life, if you choose to do it otherwise, yes, my grace will be sufficient for you. But don't indulge in those sinful, selfish desires. Instead, remember, serve one another. And and basically, it, it's all about you know sin for you know is 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 kind of like breaking the law, you know. And, and of course, there's a, there are cer- certainly sins of omission and some sins of commission. And and again, this isn't about that. But let's just think about it. When we think about the law, all the things that are right and the things that are wrong. Uh, and, and the things that we should do, the things that we shouldn't do. The entire law can be summed up in what God desires for us is to love our, love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And, and he obviously is approaching an issue where people were biting and devouring each other. People were, were arguing with one another. They were at each other's backs, and they were, they were fighting each other tooth and nail. And he says, listen, if you continue to live like that, you got to understand you're going to be destroyed by each other and and not not physically, you know, you're going to kill each other, although I'm certain that that could be possible as well. But but when we fight and we bite and devour each other as believers, we ruin and we actually destroy our testimony. You know, in the about the church podcast right now, we're doing a series called Is God Real? You can find it at atcpodcast.com. But if you if you go to that, we're talking about, is God real? Is he imaginary? And if God's real, then why is this happening? If God is real, then why do we see this? And I, I have to say, it's like, well, you know, today I was talking about why are there so many hungry people? It's because we are so selfish. It's because we are so self-centered. It's because we are not obeying what we know in our hearts God has called us to do as believers and 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 if we were there would be no hungry people in this world and that there's a there are enough believers on the face of this planet who have who have enough blessings from God that if we were to freely share with those in need all the needs would be met i believe that in my heart now i could be wrong i'm not a mathematician by any stretch of the imagination but i believe that there's enough affluence among believers in the world today especially here in the U.S., that we have more than enough. 
You know, and, and the, the the indictment of of this person questioning is God real is, you know, we sit here and, and believe that God listens to us, hears us, answers our prayer and answers our prayers. But why in the world would a God who love who is who is love and who cares uh, sit there and let people let children starve in another country while he's answering our prayer that we might get our raise so that we can buy our our vacation home or so that we can get that third car, you know, or, or you know, the, the different things. And, and it's like that's an indictment. The problem is, is it's our selfishness. You know, and and sure, we we can certainly live our lives in certain a certain way, and we are certainly extended so much freedom. But my concern is that we've taken so much, we've taken advantage of the freedom that we have, and 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 I think we've just taken an advantage, and and we're we're called to be free, but we're called to live by the Spirit, and um. You know, and and you have a choice, I, and and I have a choice. Every day I wake up, I have a choice, and and actually, not just every day I wake up, every minute of the day I have a choice. In this scenario, I have the opportunity. I can live by the Spirit and do what the Spirit directs, or I can live by my selfish, sinful desires. Which ones will I choose? You know, and and if you if you decide to live by the Spirit. The spirit is in conflict. It's in direct conflict. You cannot choose to live by the spirit of God and to make a, a, a sinful, selfish decision. It, 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 it's either you are making a sinful, selfish decision or you're making a decision that is living according to the spirit and the direction of God. And so while we may be free to make whatever decision and it may not, and it may not harp or hinder uh, our salvation, the question becomes, though, is what is the right thing to do and what would God have us to do? And the fruit of the Spirit is love, is to live a life of love, of joy, of peace, of patience and kindness and goodness, being faithful, being gentle, having self-control over our own desires and thoughts. You know, this is living by the Spirit. And here's the thing. We are called to serve one another. I'm free, absolutely. I am free from the law. I am not bound by it, but I'm called by the Spirit to love others and serve them. May God richly bless you today.